so uh, my name is Jenna Geary, and I have basically been a personal trainer, but I don't really like to label myself that because personal trainers kind of have a bad rep, but whatever. So I started training back in 2001 um, at Bally's in New York, hence my New York accent. Um, I was a trainer there for about four years, and then a girlfriend of mine that was a trainer with me uh, got her, her husband got transferred out here to California for work. So I came out to visit her and I had always wanted to be a fitness manager so I can help train trainers and all that other stuff. And, um, then basically what happened was I came out here to visit her and I was offered a position, but I was able to still be able to train clients. Cause that was what New York sports club wasn't allowing me to do. So I was intrigued and basically I bought my one way ticket to move out to California and then he kind of mentored me. So within 11 months of me being in Bally's, because uh, I was in New York Sports Club in New York. And then when I was out here in Bally's, I was mentored to become a fitness manager. And I got transferred to Hayward, uh, from Pleasant Hill to Hayward. I was a fitness manager there for 11 months. And then they transferred me back to Pleasant Hill because it was a bigger club. So it was like a promotion. And then my husband and I, we met there. Um, we met at Bally's. Like I actually met him when I came out to visit my girlfriend. And then um, basically what happened was... Uh, we, he ended up, we, we both got promoted. Like uh, I got promoted, then he got promoted to Walnut Creek. And then he got promoted to San Leandro, which was a bigger club. And then he decided like the company was just not going in a good direction. So, and hence they're like nowhere now. And um, uh, he decided to leave the company first. So he pretty much started our business, the Geary Fitness business. And um, then, uh, so he started that for like eight months. He was basically an independent trainer at another place. And he did all of the marketing and all of the outside stuff, going to conferences. And then finally I decided to leave, um, uh, leave the company. While we were both there, like we had gotten married, we had a baby. So our baby was like a year a year when I finally did leave the company and then we opened up our studio. And then probably after a year of that, um, I started doing online coaching. So when you say that you found us through a website, I don't know if you found me through Jenna Geary cause I have my own website. Um, so J E N N A G U I R R E. Um, so that's my website. I do. Um, and we have two different YouTube channels. So like we have our business one where we do a lot of like informational stuff and workouts. Like I'm in my living room right now, which is really a gym. You can kind of see I got a squat rack right over there. I got a full set of dumbbells right behind me. So we have like a full on gym in our living room. And um, so we do a lot of videos and food stuff on that website. And then my channel was like little, little workouts. And then it turned in like three, Four years ago, it turned into a lot of motivational speaking. So like I have a history of depression. I had a nervous breakdown at 23 years old. Um, uh, I uh, was overweight, underweight. I was bulimic. Um, I also have Crohn's disease. I've been in remission since the age of 23, um, which is right when I had my nervous breakdown. So it was like kind of all at the same time. And that's what motivated me to get certified in training. Um, so that I can like help people not be on medication and all that other stuff. And then, um, so then like after a year of being at our studio, I decided one of my clients lost over a hundred pounds mm -hmm. and her sister wanted to train with me and her sister was in another state. So I said, I'm going to get this online thing going. And then it's like, I've trained people out of the country right now. I don't have anybody out of the country. One of my clients just came back from Thailand being there for two months, but I had a client in the Philippines for two years. 
Um, he's his testimonials on my website. Um, and, uh, now I just, I have a client in Arizona that's been with me for five years. She's come out here three times to visit me. Um, and that's it. So like I have about 30 something clients that come into the studio and then I have about 30 something clients that, um, do online coaching. And then every day I get up at three o'clock in the morning, seven and a half years. I've never taken a vacation from my clients, even though I've gone on vacation, I've never not woken up at three o'clock in the morning and I critique about 50 people's food logs. So once you get to your goal and maintain it and there's a little process, I give you the option to not send food logs only if you're in the studio. So like I have a few clients that have been at goal for years, but they like communicating with me every day, getting to hear my voice records. And then, um, uh, but a lot of them still send food logs. So like I have 60 clients and I'm critiquing about 47 food logs every morning. And then that's pretty much how it goes. So with all these clients, like, do you find it hard? Cause I assume that some of them have to leave you and come back and forth. So is that, is that different? How's that process work? Uh, when they leave or come back? Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, it's, so like with regular clients in the studio, most of the time they don't leave. Like I have a 72-year-old client that's been with me since the day I opened. Um, I actually have about 12 or 13 clients that have been with me since the day we opened. And then um, I have had people throughout the years that m they might have stopped because they got to their goal. And then life happens. And I get that. And maybe they put some of the weight back on and then they feel like they need to come back to me. And I've always created that like leaving on good terms. And that's what I want. I want them to learn how to do this on their own so that they eventually don't need me forever. But a lot of people just, they don't want to put themselves through a workout mm -hmm. on their own. So that's why they come in and stay in. Um, online clients, same concept. So it's a still a six month commitment. And then basically what happens is if somebody, you know, they they get to their goal and then they leave. Some people have been with me for years and they've been at goal and same thing. They just like the communication and they might come back even though I have a client that's been with me that's in another state. I won't say what state, but she uh, has come back to me three times already and she's never come back to me heavier. She just comes back to me because she's got a lot of stress and haters in her life and she just loves the positivity. And that's the kind of relationship that I have with my clients where you know, they know they can always come back. And even if they did put on 40 pounds, I would never judge them because I know life throws curveballs and sometimes not getting accountability or not getting to talk to me, you know, you kind of lose track, you lose focus and you stop prepping your food. And I hope they don't, but if they do, they know they can always come back to me and I will welcome them with open arms. I actually just had three clients that just recently just came back to me and you know, they're finding their fire again and, you know, back on the grind again. So do you ever have like uh, so many clients that you feel like it's overwhelming or does that never happen to you? No, it actually is like a really good flow. Like mm -hmm. people have said to me, would you ever stop taking clients? I do stop taking clients in the studio because I pride myself on the quality of my service. It's not a boot camp. It's not a class. So not everybody's doing the same workout. So like, Literally tomorrow, I have one of my clients, G, he's doing one workout. Another client, J, he's doing another workout. Sylvia's doing another one. Whitney's doing another one. Joyce is doing another one. Then I have three other people that are doing another one. Like I planned all these workouts every two days. I plan the next two days worth of workouts. So 
eventually, like I do have two slots open in the morning. In the evening, I have no more slots. I have like 13 different workouts going on in the evening. So I can't allow myself to bring on somebody else because then all the people that are in there, like maybe I might not be able to see if she's doing something with bad form. Like I can see everybody. So I get to a point in the studio where I stop taking on people. Online clients, I'll always take on clients. and But it just really, I don't know how it happens, but it just works out perfect. Like maybe I'll have somebody that'll get to goal and then they stop and I do allow bi-weekly check-ins so then they don't send food logs anymore. They just check in with me bi-weekly and then that's like a different rate. So some people will just then turn into that. Um, and But I've had people ask me like, you know, since you don't ever stop taking clients, like what would you do? So like right now I wake up at 3.04 in the morning. Um, I technically do have like 20 extra minutes. Mm -hmm. uh, so I have a lot of wiggle room where I can keep that time. So let's just say if I took on four new clients, I would still be perfect on timing. I give myself about five, one to five minutes to critique a food log. And then, um, uh, but then if I ever got too many, I would have to set my alarm for three o'clock, then 2.55, cause I'm never allowed to cut into my time. And my time is, you know, by 520, I'm on the stairs doing my cardio and doing what I need to do so that I'm done before my kids wake up, which I wake them up at, I wake Koa up at 615, I get him ready, I'm all ready, and then at like 645, we wake up the baby, and then we're literally out of the house by like 655, 657. So it just, it really does just work out perfect when it comes to like, as soon as one client stops, I another client ends up joining. So I have another, I have one that's somebody that's waited three weeks to get on call with me. We're going to talk next Monday. So she'll fill out tw those 20 minutes. And if I take on three new clients, then I'll be good. So it just, it really just works out. Mm -hmm. I've never had to wake up any earlier than 2.55, but there was a time where, where I was waking up at 2.55 in the morning. So, so, so I, what I can tell from you is like, you know, your time management is so on point. And like you're moving so fast, and I feel like that's a great thing. So, how many hours of sleep do you get? Do you are you do you are you one of those people that only needs four or five or six? Uh, so wait, not nine, ten, eleven, twelve, one, two, three. So I get exactly six hours sleep. Okay. Uh, I I am in. So on Monday and Wednesday, I get home from the studio at around eight fifteen, and then I eat. I sit with Koa. The baby's already asleep because my husband um was with the baby and 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 them. Um, and then me and Koa will like hang out and we'll watch like maybe twenty minutes of TV, and then I'm like will like laid out at like eight fifty, and I'm passed out by nine. And usually I don't wake up in the middle of the night except maybe to use the restroom, but that's it. Like I'm out. And this is what I always tell people, like the quality of when you eat healthy, the quality of life is better, but also like sleep is better. You don't need as much. Mm -hmm. People that say that they need eight hours sleep, they probably really only need seven or six, but they're, it's either broken up, their blood sugars are off or whatever it is. So like I just, and then I'm, I'm up at three and I'm like, wired like my first food log critique i vo i do a lot of voice recording because mm -hmm. clients like hearing my critiques instead of reading them a lot of some of them i will type out um but i'm like it's like it's two o'clock in the afternoon like this is exactly what i sound like at three o'clock in the morning when i'm critiquing a food log like super wired and that's it and then i never take a nap in the middle of the night unless something happens like on all the other nights during the week i i don't train clients um, on Tuesday and Friday night or Saturday and Sunday, I train, um, 
I train six days a week. I don't train on Sundays. Um, and then, um, that's pretty much, so like all the other nights were like pretty much go to bed at a normal time. We all do. My husband gets up at four o'clock in the morning. Also, he'll even get up sometimes early on the weekends, but, um, but yeah, like I, I, the only time I would ever feel like I needed a nap is if maybe the, one of the kids was sick and my sleep was broken up or if I literally get to bed any later than nine o'clock. Like if, if I, we stayed up late on a Saturday night, I might feel like I need a little hour nap that I'll usually take like when the baby takes a nap in the middle of the day. And it's usually just on the weekend, but I hardly ever need one. I actually feel like if I take one, I'll get worse night's sleep the next night. Mm-hmm. So from what I hear, you're always on and always moving. So how, how has, you know, someone with an A-type personality like you, I feel like, you know, overtraining is a possibility. Has that happened to you or injuries? Is that, is that a big issue? Cause you, do you work out with your clients or do you not? No. no? Okay. No. So when I'm in, I don't even really, I don't, I don't even spot them. Mm-hmm. I don't believe in that either. Like I've never, so, okay. So all the years I've ever worked out, I started working out when I was 16 years old, with one of my guy friends in high school. And then I maybe had like one partner, this girl, Jenna, that I became really good friends with me and her actually got, went to the certification school together. Um, but I've, I've never liked working out with people. My biggest thing, and this also comes with the whole eating disorder and, uh, part of the reason why I had the nervous breakdown and all that other stuff is because I cared so much about what other people thought of me. And then I realized what I was doing and, you know, what family members, I didn't become a trainer for a while because I thought people would judge me because at one point my father had said to me, I'd be embarrassed to admit my daughter was a trainer. So, I mean, I have a lot of history with my dad, my whole story's on my website, but, um, uh, but basically it's the whole reason why I never liked working out with people is because I, if I was moving faster than somebody else, I would feel like, uh, I have to slow down for them. Or if they were moving faster than me, then I was thinking what's wrong with me. So I've developed this whole philosophy around training where you don't need a spot. You could get stronger by doing things called rest pause sets, but still going heavy, but then high volume. So that's the way I train my clients. When I'm in the studio, there's like seven different dry erase boards that are really just for me because I plan all these different workouts. It's not necessarily for, like I don't post them up and give them their board. I have them all laid out for me. And then everybody gets there 10 minutes early and I tell them all what they're doing and then, or at least what the first couple exercises are. And then everybody's just flowing. Then with me, it's like I, I'm very careful with my movements. So like injuries very rarely happen Um, I have blown out my back twice in the last year and mainly because we had something pretty terrible happen at the studio and I was very distracted while I was working out. I was getting text messages, which I never look at my phone and I squatted and then I, I hurt my back and then almost the same thing happened, um, where I was in between coaches and I was feeling really bad that I was going to stop working with one coach and start working with this new guy that I'm with. Um, cause I have my own coach for shows. I don't oh. prep people for shows. I never, ever, ever will. That's not my specialty. Just because I've worked with three different coaches doesn't mean I know anything about how to put somebody on stage. I only work with people for weight loss. I do have two clients that compete, but they compete under somebody else's name. They just train at my studio. So like, so 
usually I, I don't get injured. I have enough injuries already before I even really started getting into being a trainer. Like I have knee issues that I had before I became a trainer. Um, I've had bursitis in my hip. I've had shoulder problems, elbow problems. So my movements are super clean. My food, the re I never, ever, ever cheat. And the, that the main thing is that Food is injury, food is pain, food is possible, you know, disease and all that other stuff. So, you know, if I'm eating something bad or I had too much sodium, there's a way higher chance of me getting injured. So that's why my food is always, always so clean because I don't want to get injured because I have so many pre-existing things from way, way, way mm -hmm. before. Um, and I don't overtrain. Um you know, I normally, if I'm not prepping for a show, I normally just do 35 tops, 40 minutes, sometimes 30 minutes of cardio. And then I do my training hours later. I also give myself time in between so that I can have my meals. So I have energy in my system before I expend energy. And then that's it. I don't have to do double days. The only time I ever have to do double days is if I'm prepping for a show. So all this, you just train, train, train. So, um, you, you, you mentioned that you're competing. Is that for, what is that for? So I, throughout the years, or eight months, I'm sorry. Okay. So I gave birth to Koa when I was a fitness manager at Bally's. So he's my first son. He's going to be nine on uh, June 13th. So uh, when I was on paternity leave for three months, me and my husband both took it at the same time. I literally said, I want to get my abs and I'm kind of known for my abs. I want to get my abs back before I walk back into the gym. So September 1st, I was going back to work and I was determined. Me and my husband both did double days. So he would go to the gym. I would go to the gym. He would go to the gym. I would go to the gym and we would, I would do double days and I lost. I mean, of course, some of it is baby, but I lost exactly 51 pounds and I went back to work 10 pounds lighter than before my pregnancy weight. And I was walking around in the gym a couple months after giving birth to Koa and a couple of the members were like, geez, you look like you're ready to walk on stage. So I decided, you know what, maybe I'll do a show like to show women that you can have a baby and you can win a show. So I did. I competed and I competed under this guy, Kenny, over at Max Muscle in Walnut Creek, who still to this day is a really good friend of mine. He actually sponsored my tan for this last show that I did this weekend. Um, and then... I never competed again. And then two years later, fast forward into 2011, I'm, we're a year into being our own business owners, not working for Bally's anymore. So I said, okay, maybe I'll compete again so I can motivate and inspire current business owner clients. So I competed in 2011 and I ended up competing like four times in 2011. I wasn't really sure where I wanted to go with it, but it was just mainly to inspire my clients. And then I stopped competing and then my goals changed. So for four or five years, I was just maintaining weight, making videos, all that other stuff. And then last year, um, I decided I wanted to, well, two years ago, I decided I wanted to kind of change my frame and I wanted to put on some size on my legs. But again, I'm not one for you know, uh, gaining weight. That's not my specialty. So I reached out to somebody and I hired somebody and I had said, I'm not sure if I want to compete. I just really want to work with you so that I can get some size on my legs. And, um, after being with him for a little while, I decided to compete and, um, I had a pretty not so great experience. I won, but I just felt terrible. 
Um, and then I decided to leave that particular coach and I did a lot of research and that's how I found this guy, um, who he's, I mean, it's his main business. It's what he does. And he's got a lot of pro competitors. But when I hired him, I literally said to him, I am only doing this for selfish purposes. I'm only doing this to feel more comfortable in my own skin, to get more aesthetically pleasing, to have more, I have very I have wide shoulders, I have a big back, and then I just have, like, I don't have a waist. I have, like, and then my legs go, I don't have hips at all. So if I was just to just stand there like this, I would be like a tree. And um, so I pretty much said to him, I'm just doing this for me. I'm not doing this to get on stage. And then while being with him, I started feeling better. Like, nobody knows this, but since I'm the age of 19, I've been in pain every day in some way, whether it was from 19 to 21, I was sick and they were telling me that it was just stress. Then I 21, I found out I had Crohn's disease and I was on medication for two years. And then 23, I had my nervous breakdown. That's when I decided to learn more about everything. And that's when I got myself into the remission with nutrition and exercise and all that other stuff. And then, um, so, but I've always kind of had stomach aches or bloating, or I did this, these blood tests to find out what foods I'm allergic to. And if I went out to a restaurant and they cook something with lemon, I'd be in the hospital within minutes. My intestines would stick out. So I've been hospitalized a lot throughout the years. Um, and, uh, but since working with this guy, it's like, not only was I aesthetically getting the goal, getting the results that I had hired him for, but I was feeling amazing and I was seeing these crazy transformations and I'm like, you know what? I really want to get myself out there even more. So the main reason I compete now is because I want to get my pro card. And the reason I want to get my pro card is because when you're, when you have the word pro at the end of IFBB pro, you, you're, you're, you're going to be out there more. Mm -hmm. You're going to have photographers. I've already had somebody contact me and ask me what my next thing is. And I'm going to Vegas in July to compete, to get my pro card. And he, we're going to set up a photo shoot and he's one of the big time photographers that does a lot of the shows. So then possibly getting interviewed and possibly, you know, getting the opportunity to show women that you could have Crohn's disease and you can come from a really bad background and abusive family background. And, you know, I was beat up as a kid by my father and verbally abused and played mind games with me. And that's why I had my nervous breakdown at 23. So the only reason why I want to get my pro card is because I want to be able to have that in the back. And I also always want to see what I'm made of, mm. like what can, and getting on stage at that low body fat, doing it at the pro level. I mean, it's like, it's hard. And, mm. and, and I just want to see what I'm made of. And, you know, a good friend of mine, Wendy Fortino, she is an IFBB pro. She actually just won her first pro show being a pro for many, many years. She got first place. And me and her became really good friends because she's local. And one day in 2012, we were giving out awards together because um, in 2012, I was giving out a lot of the awards for the show since I won a lot of them in 2011. And she had said to me, um, the whole reason why I got into bodybuilding and doing these shows is because I needed something else. She was a like a, a, a track star in high school and she got injured and that's what kept her in shape then so she said this is keeping me in shape now it's what keeps me on my toes so i feel like personally 
I get my clients to be the best they can possibly be. What's the best I can possibly be? So that's why I decided to like kind of test myself and see what I'm capable of and then keep me on my toes, always try to improve myself aesthetically and then also get my name out there. And then when, and I say this the most humble way I possibly can, if I don't believe that I can do it, then there's no point in me doing it. So when I get my pro card in July, I don't even want to think of the option of not because then you act act on it. Um, so when I get my pro card in July, mainly what my plan is, is once a year I get on stage, but I don't want to travel for competing. I don't want to be one of those people that leaves the state all the time. I don't want to leave my kids. I don't want to leave my clients. I always say if I won the lotto, I would never stop training clients in the studio. So I never want to lose that. But Governor's Cup, I think, is the one pro show that's in California. So once a year, I would get on stage out here. This way it doesn't have to interfere with anything else. And then really just hopefully get my name out there interview wise and nothing else really has to affect my relationship with my clients and, you know, and it's not even really about picking up more clients, possibly sponsorships because supplements are super mm-hmm. expensive. So, I mean, that's big on budget. I'd much rather spend that money on my kids' education and saving, even though we do that, of course. Um, so like there's also that opportunity too. So that's the main reason why I decided to then, uh, really take it to the next level now with these shows. And I just competed last weekend and I'm right back into prep mode and I'm competing on July 29th. Oh, so, okay. That's great, man. I mean, like you always bring it back to your clients, which I thought was interesting. So how does it make you feel when you, your clients are so successful and stuff and you know, like, is that why you do it? Or is it just, you know, for the, the feeling of helping someone? I, I love helping people, like, you know, whether it's building this, building that. It doesn't matter what it is. It's just that feeling of, you know, helping someone and uh, the way they get excited and they start saying stuff. They call you like, hey, thanks, man. Thanks for this. Thanks for that. Or, you know, that's always, like, the, the reason I think people either go into personal training because they want that kind of feedback from people. Yeah. And it's like the crazy text messages like, oh, my God, I literally got a text message from a client the other day. I was just about I was making my kid a a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I was about to lick the spoon and then I stopped myself. I get text messages from clients crying in dressing rooms and it brings me to tears. I'm in the studio and I'm watching a client that could barely do a push-up and now is doing a plyometric push-up and she gets up and she's like practically in tears. And I, I always say, it's like seeing my kids walk. Like that's what it feels like helping clients, but it's more like I had a client that did my coaching uh, program. She actually lives in Brentwood. She did my coaching program and I do allow local coaching clients to possibly come into the studio maybe one day a week. So she was somebody that came in one day a week with me and within like a month of being in my program, she was always a hair, um, she uh, um, like worked booths, not booths, but she rented space in hair salons. Mm -hmm. And after like a month or two months, she said, I've been like afraid of doing my own thing. And that's what my program does. It makes you like want to go for that promotion. And she opened up her own salon. So now Mm -hmm. she owns Rain Salon in Brentwood. And she still talks about that. Like, that's what I want to do. I want people to know that they're capable of more. Yes, physically getting to their goal is most of the time the reason why people hire me. But ultimately, it's having better relationships with your kids, 
possibly thinking about starting something new. I had a client in Canada that within five months of being on my program, she decided she wanted to open her own business. Um, and so like, that's literally why I do it because I was always told I could never look like this. I could never feel good. I wouldn't ever be able to run having all the knee issues that I ever had. And I don't believe that. I don't believe in put people putting all these limitations. So I'm trying to show people that there are no limitations. Like they can do things. I had a client in Texas that she got into an accident and uh, her entire spine's fused. I've posted her picture before and the doctors told her she would never like jog. She would never squat, do push-ups or anything. She followed me on YouTube and after six months, she's like, if anybody's going to help me do the things that the doctor said, it's it, doctor said I couldn't do, it would be Jen. So she hired me. I've never met her. She did my program for exactly six months. I still talk to her and within five weeks, she did a photo shoot doing a push-up, doing a squat, telling me about how she was running. And she did all the things the doctors told her. And that's why I do it. Like it's those kind of people's story. And even just the regular person that is coming in to lose weight, but ultimately it does more for their life. You know, they start recognizing that their employees at work are making excuses or they start, you know, doing things different. And all of a sudden their kids are noticing and I'm teaching like about, you mentioned time management. Like I do a lot of teaching people about not feeling overwhelmed, time management, um, dealing with stress. So it's like maybe mom used to be a ball, a stress ball, and now she's not anymore. And now that's teaching the kids to not be stress balls. So it like carries over into generations of people, which ultimately is what, whether I ever physically work with somebody's kid, I'm affecting somebody's kid. Are, are you thinking about ever like expanding your kind of studio format in more places or is that not a idea? You just want to be, do as much as you can where you are. Okay. Yeah. We've had people ask if we would open up another location. And I just feel like when you do that, like you mm -hmm. lose a little bit, like even if we would have trained a trainer, they're still not going to be me and my husband. We have two other trainers that are with us at our studio and they're there. We get to see mm -hmm. them every day. Their clients get to see us as the owners. So I just don't want to be that person that owns another location and the owners can't get in there. I don't have any time to like go to another location and my presence, it's not fully me. It's not, you know, so I just, I feel like we, you kind of lose it. It's, it's yeah, like the connection, the connection yeah. with the, 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 the people you're around, the, the, everything, you know? Yeah. yeah. I think that's, that's, that's a huge thing. Cause you know, there's lots of gyms, you know, Especially the, 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 you know, golds and the stuff like that. They have like multiple gyms. The owner's not really there. They, even though they work out at a certain gym, but they have like four or five gyms. So you never really see that connection with that person. So it's very different. And then they even stop training sometimes, mm -hmm. like even if they opened up a private, like a boot camp kind of thing. And then, and they used to be one of the trainers, uh, maybe that worked for somebody else. And then they opened up their own place and they were teaching classes and now they have five other locations and now they don't even teach at their original one. So it's like, that's not going to be me. Like I said, if I ever win the lotto, I will still go into the studio and train my clients because uh, literally my client said to me on Monday, I saw him in the gym. We both, I work out at 24 hour fitness. I don't work out at my own gym. So after I finished training my Monday clients and he wasn't one of my Monday clients. So he was in the gym and I ran into him and he's like, God, I saw your picture. Oh my God. It's insane. Me and my wife were talking about it. And he's like, can you imagine if you didn't have us like you being able to fully 
focus 100 percent on your on you and the show and i was like oh no you got that totally backwards i did as well as i did in that show and i still get teary-eyed thinking about how i looked for this show the best i've ever ever and felt and looked and it's because of them like if i didn't have them they inspire me my that guy that i saw like he's like he's he's in his late 40s and he's got an eight pack and he never had that and he like takes selfies all the time and posts in my private group and like he's an inspiration of mine all my clients are my inspiration so like i need to get up at three o'clock in the morning i don't need to wrap my mind around a hundred percent into shows no like a hundred percent of shows makes me lose who I am. So I'm motivated by them, which is what made me as great as I was this weekend. If I didn't have them, I don't think I would have been as good. I don't believe in that whole, like I need to a hundred percent focus on me. No, I need, that's why. And a lot of my clients know this now. Cause I actually, I like to give people months in advance, but in August, my, our mother-in-law, um, uh, my mother-in-law, uh, bought us a trip to Alaska. So we're going on a cruise for 10 days. So anytime I ever go away, I plan out the workouts and I, 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 uh, pay one of my other trainers. Who's also a client of ours. And she's been a client of ours. She actually lost 70 pounds with us. And then we mentored her to become a trainer. So I pay her to put my clients through my workouts. So it's just like the hours that she's in there, just putting my clients through workouts and I'm paying, we've already contacted the cruise line. I'm paying them a couple hundred bucks so that I can have Wi-Fi, so I can still talk to my clients because I need to talk to them at three o'clock in the morning and get their food logs and motivate them to get me on cardio. Like I'm motivated by them. And that's like a hundred percent of why I do what I do and why I feel like I'm as successful as I am is because I'm nothing without them. Like uh, who knows where my fire would be. People talk about Facebook being drama. Uh Uh-uh, I need it. Like I need it to hold myself accountable. I need it to be motivated to look the part for them. I want to, what my motivation is, is of course not being sick for my kids because I don't want to ever have to tell Koa, I can't go outside and play soccer with you because I got a stomach ache. Like, no, that's, that's a big motivator for me. But also if I have one of my clients and I don't have a guy named David, but let's just say if David's like, uh, can you demonstrate that fetal pull up, which is like an exercise I kind of made up. And I'm like, uh, yeah, you want me to demonstrate with the same weight I want you to use? Like that's, that's what I want to be able to do. I want to be that, that chick that can do all the exercises that I'm having all my clients do. So that's another thing that motivates me. So if I didn't have them to motivate, then maybe what would motivate me? So like, I feel like you're, what motivates you so much and what, 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 like, you're so obsessed with like helping people and so obsessed with, you know, making yourself better and then testing yourself. You know, I feel like the testing yourself is always a a huge, huge thing that people need, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, in academics or whether you're a scientist or whether you're a athlete or a fighter or whatever, whatever sport or whatever thing you want to do. I think that's uh, an amazing thing that everyone should, you know, always try to test yourself, try to, you know, because some people get too comfortable with where they are and they, they don't they don't ever, you know, uh, I can't do that. That's too much work. That's this. And I don't like that word. You know, you can't do this. Can't do that. You can't do it. It's like so it makes it doesn't make me angry, but it just, you know, I'm like, you know, if you just try, just go and try it, go and try it. You know, trying is always the, the first thing you got to do. And then you can always try again. You can always try again. It's never ending like that, you know. 
There's two famous sayings that I always uh, 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 talk about. They say, success is not owned, it's rented, and rent is due every day. And then one of the ones that I like, never be satisfied because that's the day you stop pushing. So as much as I'm satisfied and pleased with where I'm at, because I'm perfectly where I need to be, I'm not ever satisfied because I'm always trying to be a better version of me. But like with a fighter, it's like you, 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 you're not going to be a champion. You're not going to hold that belt. You have to fight for that belt all the time. That's why it's like, uh Oh, did I lose you? Um, speaker device speaker is on. Okay. okay. I'm good. Okay. Um, all right. Well, I forget what we were discussing. Cause so I was talking about, um, um, success is not rented. It, I mean, a success is not owned. It's rented. So that's, I mean, I think that that's the biggest thing for me that I try to teach people is that, you know, it's always trying to be a better version business owners. Like you can't ever get complacent. Like, even if I'm not going to open up a location, I can't get complacent. We just made a video yesterday on rice and we're going to upload it onto our website. Then next week we're going to keep, we have to keep our website and everything up, keep people interested and keep trying to be better. I have been certified since I was 21 years old and every two years I need to get CECs. There are a lot of people out there that like you get a license or whatever it is and then that's it. Um, my The client that I was telling you about with the salon, mm -hmm. she is all about like keeping your credits, I guess, up and she makes all of her people that rent space she makes them constantly go to like conferences on hair and makeup and updos and that, and like, you don't hear that very often. And that's hopefully something that she learned from me. Like, that's why I have a specialty cert. I've trained 80 year olds, 13 year olds. I've trained 18 women through pregnancy. I've trained three women through two kids. So uh, I myself have trained through pregnancy. So I, uh, it, it's like, I'm always trying to be better and learn more. And I'm learning a lot when it comes to the show thing, but I'm not trying to learn so that I can train people for shows. So all this, you know, it's, it's, you know, this kind of, you know, helping others, helping everyone has that, has that, you know, affected you as a person and like the way you have improved over the years? Yes. Because it makes me want to be better also. So I'm showing people, look, I can, I'm doing things to make myself better. It's just proof. Like if you only knew where I was last year on every coaching call, I always say to people, I'm a different trainer than I was last year. I'm a different trainer than I was the year before that. I do uh, grocery store tours and I always say, I don't care if you've been a client of mine for a year, if you ever want to come to another grocery store tour, we do it maybe once every six weeks or so. Um, I teach them how to shop, how to read labels, and I learn something new on every tour. So I add something new to each tour. And that's, it's all a hundred percent all about growth and trying to be better for them is what, is I mean, that's what motivates me to want to be better. And that's also why, again, I tried to do these shows. Like I have a guy and he like, he's got great legs. And I'm like, dude, I'm like totally motivated to have legs like that. I want to have better legs than he does. I totally made up a word. But, um, uh, but I mean, again, it's like a constant, constant inspiration from them. And, it, and then it's just this back and forth. So how, you know, you, how has this, like, you know, I think everyone changes as they get older, different things, different everything. So how, how do you compare yourself from now to when you first started? How do you feel like you've changed, I guess? 
oh my god my education mm-hmm. is a thousand times like uh, uh, learning all the different things like i mean I, I have a sports two sports nutrition certifications two pre and postnatal certifications um the way that even my movements the way the way that i train i mean my philosophies are all the same when it comes to like rest pause sets and when it comes to how i train my clients a lot of the things uh some of the exercises are the same and the philosophy the uh, philosophies are the same but i'm always learning new exercises it also makes me creative like Mm -hmm. on my instagram now i'm like i do a lot of videos and i'm just constantly like um, my wheels are turning and i'm just like writing down workouts in the middle of the day and then i'm going to do them later on in the day or i'm going to make a video about doing them so it's like who I was last year before I hired this new guy, who I was, and and, I mean, good and bad. So it's even like relationships. Like I always say, I don't regret the last boyfriend that I had that cheated on me, that it was a terrible relationship because if I didn't have him, I would have never moved out here to California. So, I mean, there are a lot of things that I've learned that didn't work that I'm so glad they happened. That's why I say I'm blessed that I have Crohn's disease because Everything happens for a reason. So I learned what not to do years ago in training. I learned what not to do in nutrition. I'm constantly changing the way that I do things with myself and even with clients. Every client's different. I mean, I don't have everybody eating the exact same thing. I might have two different guys that are like the same frame, but both of their nutritions are totally different. Mm -hmm. So it's like I'm, I'm... between 17 years ago and 16 and 15, every year I'm a better version of myself as a health coach, life coach even. I wouldn't have called myself that maybe eight years ago. I would have just called myself a personal trainer. Mm-hmm. And then ever since we started the business, that's when I started to kind of change my name. Okay, so how you know how do you keep up with all the nutrition, the cutting edge nutrition and you know diet, new diets, new this, new that, you know, and also the new workouts that are coming out that, you know, Lifting heavy isn't as good as, you know, lifting multiple reps of something that like that's a new philosophy that, you know, back then you say five years ago, people would think, oh, we're just trying to lift as much as we can. So how has that how do you keep up with all that and nutrition? It's always changing and, you know, all that stuff. How do you keep up? Do you just read a lot or like how's that go? Uh, I do. Um, so like I just I purchased uh, like an ebook program from a famous bodybuilder. Um, I, I take I'll, I'll we'll, me and my husband will constantly buy ebooks and then DVDs. Um, you know, we follow this guy DeFranco. He owns a gym and he does a lot of sports conditioning stuff. He trains a lot of athletes. Um, I follow a lot of YouTube channels um, that do a lot of educational speaking, not necessarily exercises. Um learning different exercise philosophies from even the protocol of how my, my trainer, my, my, I mean, my, my uh, prep coach or, you know, whatever my figure contest coach, um, the way that he's training me and the things that I've learned uh, just over this year and two months that I've been with him, but throughout the years, it, the whole high volume and heavy weight, that's something I've actually been doing for 17 years. I just never knew that it was called rest pause sets. So like back in the day when I said, typical bodybuilder guys, they're in the gym and they do a bench press and they have their buddy there and they're trying to increase their bench and they have their buddy spot them. And I don't have anybody to spot me. So what am I going to do? I'm going to get as many as I can. I'm going to stop for a couple seconds, get as many as I possibly can stop for a couple seconds so that it's high volume. I'm trying to get to 15, maybe 20 reps of things. Sometimes it's going to be eight to failure. So like I do 
we'll do the traditional, mm-hmm. you know, six to eight. I try to do a lot of sets anywhere from four to six, sometimes eight sets of exercises. But this is stuff I've been doing since I first got certified and then played around with my own body and then started doing those things with clients then, you know, got all these specialty certifications. And when I was in New York sports club, it was a very big, like golf kind of, uh, golf and tennis, which is where, where the, um, the gym was. So I did a lot of athletic stuff. I didn't do a lot of bodybuilding back there. I did it for myself because I was super, super skinny. I was like 118 pounds, really sick with my Crohn's disease. Um, so I was always trying to like put on weight, but not gain too much because then I didn't want it to affect my whole eating disorder and possibly then going backwards and being way too obsessed because I'm very open about how I I used to be bulimic and all that other stuff. So, and I know some of the things that were triggers for me. So, you know, the bodybuilding thing I did for me, I never really had bodybuilding clients until more, more so coming out here. And then I did a lot of athletic performance for like first five years of my career. And then You know, it's just, I mean, constantly taking classes, going to, when I first was a trainer, it was like every couple months I would go do like a seminar. Um, I would go try different things. I did kettlebell seminars. I did, well, that's more recently because that's kind of fairly new. Um, But it was more with certifications. I would go away for the weekend to Atlantic City and I would take a sports nutrition certification with my girlfriend, the one that I moved out here because of. Um, So it's like always, always CECs or not necessarily like right now, yes, CECs, but more so um, channels and then practicing. I don't just implement something unless I practice it first. Um, I wouldn't practice like a weight gain kind of thing if I'm trying to lose weight, but I would do a little bit more research on that if I was, if I did have a client that wanted to put on more size or something like that. But primarily my clients are weight loss and maintenance. You know, I, again, as I mentioned, I only have two clients that are uh, doing figure shows mm-hmm. and they have a separate coach, but they train in my studio. They do their nutrition with their coach. They've already mm-hmm. been on my program for a certain amount of time. They started with me doing nutrition to change their life and then got inspired to do shows. And then they contacted somebody to prep them for the show. So, you know, it, it's, it's a lot of uh, courses, seminars, eBooks, uh, YouTube channels, uh, regular books, um, audios. I buy a lot of audible, uh, things on my phone and on my Kindles. Um, and that there's like so many different nutrition things. And then it's just like trial and error and trying things. So uh, I feel like, you know, everything you do is great. And, uh, I think you should keep, keep, keep it going. Keep it going. I love your, I've only watched a couple of your YouTube videos, but they're so, they're so energetic. I don't know how to say it. They're like, Ooh, you know, and you're very, uh, how do you say, it? you move your arms a lot. So it's like, I, I got to like, where are you going? Where are you going? Because I'm, I'm Italian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I Italian. talk a lot with my hands. You know, just like, oh. So I, I, I really, I really like that. So it's, uh, you know, it's been interesting talking to you. So like, I feel like, you know, I, I probably, this could be like a four hour podcast, just me talking to you, but, and it would be mostly Q and A, but you know, I really enjoyed this conversation. It really kind of opened my eyes into what, 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 what else there is and like, you know, how helping people and stuff is and exactly what is it that, you know, you do. Cause like, I, it's, it's amazing that you're doing so many things and, you know, uh, 
you're you're testing yourself which i think is always the most which is interesting you know because some people just you know they never want to do that or never even want to try it so i think that's great so uh Thank you. what is your uh can you well you'll send me the information i'll put it all of her website stuff her youtube everything will be in the description um if you want you want me to email that to you yeah yeah and then uh I'll okay go, we'll i'll put that on there this should go up in a couple days but um thanks for everyone listening uh you know this was uh i, re I really wanted to have you on for some reason it was like uh, i gotta find a date gotta find a date so i think I, it, it's great that you uh found time uh to put me in your schedule so thank you for that um uh, well i guess that that would be all so thanks guys oh um thank you thank you for having me thank you for listening to me talk i know i talked for a while thank you for your patience on listening to my stories and you have no idea how much i appreciate that you wanted to do this with me and you know get me out there on your podcast and let people know about me and i hope one person is inspired that's really all that it's about well okay thank you um well i'll i'll, I'll. I'll, I'll uh, send you a link once it's up, but just send me all your information. We'll, I'll put you on the in the description so everyone can go okay. check you out. All right. Bye. Okay. Thank you. Bye.